to the Trends Podcast, a collaboration between the Community Foundation of Boulder County and KGNU. I am Rosanna Longo. Today, we will be taking a look at COVID-19 vaccine accessibility. Who is getting vaccinated now and who is not accessing the vaccine and what can be done to provide an equitable vaccine distribution for those most affected by the pandemic. This monthly series explores the changes happening throughout Boulder County through the experiences of community members, especially those on the margins. We aim to shed light on community challenges, solutions, and paths forward for the county and the country. COVID-19 has been devastating in the county, but even more so for the Latinx community. Colorado Public Health data shows that while non-Hispanic whites in the 70s plus age group in Colorado have been vaccinated at a higher rate than their percent representation in the overall population, only about 5% of Hispanics in that same age group have been vaccinated even though they represent almost 22% of the overall population. Sheila Davis, the Health Equity Coordinator for Boulder County Public Health, says that the problem exists in our county as well, where vaccination rates for minority populations, including the Hispanic community, are much lower than those for dominant populations. So. We, we are looking at um, the vaccination rates among our 70 and older population, and we disaggregated um, that data by race and ethnicity. And what we're seeing to date is, while 5.3% um, of the community 70 and older um, identify as Hispanic Latinx, only 2.5% of the population in that category um, have been vaccinated. Okay, so that's about half. And um, we're seeing this also um, with the black African-American community and the Asian Pacific Islander community, but it's, it's pronounced with the Hispanic Latinx community. And I suspect it's because um, traditional COVID vaccination strategies were designed for the dominant culture, that they were designed for people who have providers, who can enroll um, in a vaccination um, for, I mean, through their provider, um, uh, a vaccination appointment, and then they can receive it at a hospital or a clinic or a pharmacy. Um, they, it was designed for people who can enroll for these vaccination appointments online, um, people who can drive themselves to these appointments. And so people who have limited proficiency with English, people who have limited transportation op options, people who may have um, sort of a limited understanding of COVID um, and people who um, may lack documentation um, 
and people who have a mistrust of public health or the healthcare system, um, because we've seen in 2020, unfortunately, forced sterilization of women in detention centers. We have seen this um, over decades in this country, women of color that were sterilized without their consent. A lot of other historic missteps that the public health system at large um, has taken. I'm talking about sort of at the national level. I mean, all of these things um, uh, are helping to, well, well, they certainly contribute to the disparate um, vaccine uptake that we're beginning to see, but they also contribute to the vaccine hesitancy. Um, and then there's, you know, the anti-vax movement, which is, um, you know, has gained momentum over years. So we're seeing all of these things. And so I've been speaking to community groups about the COVID vaccine, and I begin by acknowledging, you know, the missteps public health has taken, the missteps the healthcare system has taken. And I ask people, um, what would it take to regain your trust? Is how, usually how I begin the conversation. And then I uh, continue by stating that I'd like people to weigh the risks and benefits associated with the COVID vaccine. And if you're a person of color, if you're uh, identified as Hispanic, Latinx, or African-American, you are three times more likely to die of it. If you're native, it's two times more likely. Um, so let's look at the risks of COVID and the benefits of the vaccine. So far, the vaccines that are um, uh, on the market, um, so to speak, are demonstrating, you know, uh, an efficacy of 95%, and that's awesome. They are new. I acknowledge that with, with everybody. We don't know what the long-term side effects are. What we don't, there are some unknowns. But if you weigh the risks and the benefits, um, the benefits suggest that the vaccine is the best way to protect you and your family and the community. and um, they look like the best path forward um, for us to um, get back to um, opening up businesses and um, schools reopening and a, retor a return to life, not completely as we knew it before, because I hope that we learn the lessons from COVID, um, because COVID has offered us some great lessons as a society. Um, but that that we can um, you know continue to thrive and and um, so the, this is what the promise is I think of with these new vaccines. The issues of unequal access that Sheila Davis mentions are well known by the Boulder City Council. In fact, Councilwoman Mary Young, in collaboration with Boulder Mayor Sam Weaver and Councilwoman Junie Joseph drafted a letter with recommendations for equitable vaccine distribution. Here is Councilwoman Young. The motivation behind that is to basically dismantle any institutional policies, processes, and programs um, to be free of the biases that we have 
in our country, basically. They're deeply rooted in our country. And so that combined with the effects of the pandemic were the motivations behind that. Initially, what Sam Weaver and I had talked about was it was tied to the mobile testing unit that the uh, Boulder County Public Health had put together. And we wanted to make sure that mobile testing unit was going to the places that most needed the access to the testing. We thought that the mobile testing unit was a fantastic development and something that is pretty much um, necessary to providing equitable distribution of anything. That's, that's the whole idea that you go to where people are. And then it, and if you do it with people that have connections into the communities, then you can overcome a bunch of barriers. So, um, so for example, they have hired someone who is Latino and they, I would presume they are going in the, in the testing unit um, out to places where there's a lot of folks who have the barriers that we're talking about. And I know that they have been out to um, Boulder Meadows. Um, I don't, I'm not familiar with what other places, I know they've been to places in Longmont um, as well um, to a mobile um, home park in Longmont. And so the county has been working really hard to put in place the infrastructure that will enable them to have a more equitable approach to addressing the pandemic, both testing and the vaccine. Well, units are a fantastic way of getting where people are. However, the obstacles that need to be overcome go beyond a mere physical presence. To better understand some of these obstacles, we visited a mobile COVID testing clinic. We are here with Debbie Salazar, migrant health director from Salud Health Centers, who spoke to me about some of the additional reasons the Hispanic population might show hesitation about getting vaccinated. My name is Deb Salazar, and I work for Salud Family Health Centers. And this evening, we're on our mobile unit, our medical mobile unit. And today, we were first we were in Brighton, and now we are in Arvada doing some uh, COVID rapid testing for some agricultural workers. So what we usually do um, is we, we have a calendar and we have a very good relationship with the, the owners of the locations where we go. So what we'll do, we, on the calendar, we'll call the, um, our contact at either the nursery, the greenhouse, the, we go to um, dairies and also for field workers at the farms. We'll call and ask them if this is, you know, such and such a day is the good, a good day for us to come out and see their workers. And so if they say yes, then we come out and give the services to their, their agricultural workers. I can speak more of the Hispanic population because that's who we work with, um, basically. But I think part of it is cultural. I think there's a fear. Um, and part of that's not um, because of, of the education or just things, um, as they say in Spanish, chismes, that they hear about how my cousin of a cousin of a cousin got tested and then they got in the hospital and they died because they got tested. Or 
same thing with the the vaccine so I so I feel like a lot of it is just um, misinformation or not receiving the information maybe at all um, and then not receiving it so they will understand it culturally so I think that's part of the problem the other part of the problem is that I think I think access is also an issue and the fear of not you know if you've ever lived in a country where you're you don't speak the language it's 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 very there's a lot of fear involved trying to get access medical um, care so I think um, when they don't know there's an organization like Salud Family Health Centers where we are bilingual and we are bicultural and we we do understand the people and and we try to reach them where they're at then I think there's a lot of people that are falling through the cracks and that's what we're doing here we're trying to make sure that educate people and and let them know that it's okay and that we'll, you know as their community health center we're going to take care of them because that's what we're here to do I've been doing migrant health for a long time and one of the th the, the most important things that I think people don't realize is that the agricultural workers are the folks that put the food on our tables. So food doesn't magically just end up in King Super or wherever you buy your food. And I think the fact that they're third in line to get the vaccine is, is astonishing to me. I, 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 you know, they are definitely essential workers and they should be up there at least close to the doctors and the nurses and, and the medical folks that give care because without them we're not going to eat and without them we won't get our nourishment to be able to take care of the folks that need us and so I think that's one of the things that, that um, most surprises me about um, how the CDC has, has put um, classified folks to, to get the vaccine and I also believe that that there it's so important for organizations like ours and we're not the only ones reaching out to the Hispanic population and and the African American population I think anybody who works in community health realizes the need is there and we want to be able to to give that to reach out to the folks and and meet them where they're at and not expect them to come to us. And that's, that's the work we're doing. According to Salazar, one of the main barriers is misinformation that creates a lack of trust in the process and fear of the vaccine itself. So I think one of the things that, that we see a lot of times is the misinformation, right? So, you know, I, I talked to my uncle in, in my home country and they, they have information very different from what we have here. So I know in Mexico, because that's where my kids are, um, they talk about having a cure for COVID. There's no cure for COVID. So people think, well, if, if I could just get the cure, then I wouldn't have to get tested and I wouldn't have to, to also get the vaccine because there's a different kind of a cure. Um, all of the misinformation that's around getting tested uh, we hear many times that people think that that we're actually when we're doing the test because it goes through the nose that we're actually um, putting the COVID uh, inside their nose and that's a, that's a, 
That is definitely not what we're doing. It's a swab, yes, but it has nothing on it. We swab and then we put the liquid on once we've swabbed them. And the liquid is just to tell us if they're positive or negative. Um, with the vaccine, there's a, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around. And so people are thinking that with the COVID vaccine, we're actually putting the COVID inside them, which is not true. The vaccine doesn't contain COVID. So, but the, we see that a lot with the flu as well. People always, you know, they'll come on and say, no, 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 I don't want the flu. Because we do get the flu vaccine on the Moby unit. They don't want it because they because a year ago they got it and they got sick. And because they heard that the, you know, the vaccine has the flu in it. It does, but it's dead. So the virus is dead. So you may feel uncomfortable with the vaccine, but it's not... If, if you get the flu after you get vaccinated, it's because you were going to get it anyway, and it's much less. So it's not as strong as it would have been had you not protected yourself. So those are the things that, that we need, that information we need to be able to have, have people trust us. And part of that trust is making them feel at home. And I think that's what we do here on the mobile unit. People feel much more at home. It's a kind of a different setting than the clinic. But even in their clinics, trust your provider. Trust the people that, that, that are giving you your, your health care in your community because they're going to tell you the truth and they're going to give you the truth. So I think part of the, the concern about this vaccine in particular happens to be that it came about so quickly. And so what, what I've heard is it's like if you build a house. So you have one person building the house, one company building your house, right? It's going to take a year maybe. But if you have 10 companies building the same house, then it's going to happen faster. And that's what happened with this vaccine. This vaccine, many people took part in making sure it was going to be safe and it was going to be fast. Because that's what we need. It's a pandemic. It's worldwide. It's not just in our communities. And we need to protect people. Is education one of the main things, huh? And the yes. second one is trust trust mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely is there something else uh, Deborah Salazar that you would like to share with me today and I thank you so much deeply of giving me this opportunity of being here in the mobile clinic inside the mobile clinic so I think one of the important things that that when folks go to get the testing or um, even to the doctor or they get the vaccine is to, to remember that their medical information is protected by HIPAA. HIPAA is a law that means we can't share that information with anybody. So it's totally protected. So nobody's getting their information and sharing it with anybody else without their permission. The other thing is, is that the important thing about giving your information and, and being able to, for us to say, we see so many people from, from from these countries or, or from, uh, you know, these cultures means that we can ask for more funds so we can be able to um, give them the care they, they need. And, and that's what the census does as well. So if we don't report who we are and, and, and uh, with the census and we know that people are here, but if we can't prove it, then we can't ask for the funds we need to keep giving them services that they need. Rina Rodriguez is a Latina nurse that has been working at the same clinic for 
over 22 years, Rina is well known among the Latino community and a trusted source of information about health issues. So I'm Rina Rodriguez, I'm a physician assistant and I work for the Salud uh, Clinic uh, in Longmont. I've been here 22 years. And that's the reason people trust you. So if, if you tell them the vaccine is safe, they trust you. Talk about that important aspect of trusting your physician, your doctor, the person that's looking up for you. The vaccine is uh, important that people look in the website, the CDC website, so they can learn more about the safety of the vaccine itself. La vacuna es segura. Ahorita ha salido la de Moderna, que es la que estamos usando en salud, y es segura. Pero es importante, ese es mi punto de vista basado en la información que ha dado el CDC, que es el centro que da información en todas las vacunas, en todo lo que está pasando ahorita del COVID y es información pertinente para que la gente se ponga la vacuna. Muy importante, el doctor Fauci ha explicado que la vacuna se tiene que poner porque vamos, hay muchos ahorita, muchas variantes de la vacuna que están saliendo de, han salido del uh, Inglaterra, Suramérica, Brasil, entonces necesitamos ponernos la vacuna para que todos esos variantes se minimicen. There's an urgency that we all get vaccinated. How many patients are you seeing on a daily basis now? Well, it's varying because uh, we are not receiving the vaccines on schedule the where we're supposed to because of the limitation of the production of the vaccine. Um, the state received the vaccines and then they distribute the amount of vaccines needed, except that for us in Salud, the need is great, uh, but it depends on how many vaccines we have. So, but it is important to, at least if you have the opportunity, please get the vaccine. People come in and then they go in in, in tents, if you can explain the procedure. Oh. So what we're trying to do is because the Moderna vial only has 10 doses, so we're trying to make sure that 10 people are ready at any given time. And we never waste any of the vaccine leftover because there's no leftovers. In other words, there is a tiny little amount that is leftover, but we're not using it as an extra vaccine because right now we're only using the 10 doses that are being given. And yes, people come in and we, it's on schedule. Everybody has a schedule. So we do 10 people at a time and then they wait, they have to wait the necessary 15 minutes for any reactions. What's the last message that you would like the listeners to know, especially those that are hesitant and also those that, because of different reasons, they don't trust in the whole system? I believe the general consensus is fear. Fear, people are afraid. But that is expected, it is expected. Remember, COVID wasn't here last, uh, two years ago, three years ago, it just got here, right? Because that's why it's called a novel coronavirus. It's a new virus, but it's been in existence for many years, except that lately it's been causing trouble for us. But because we now know that we have a vaccine that can help, remember, nothing is 100%. If anybody sells you the 100% uh, coverage, that's not true. It is, Moderna has, a, I think it's a 95%, I, I'm not really 100% sure, but 
please put, uh, get the vaccine. It is important you guys get the vaccine. And especially for those uh, from the communities that are the most exposed, if you can talk about that. So the, um, the healthcare workers, it's important for them to get it, but I'm sure that they're being covered by their facilities. Um, right now, we're only giving vaccine to people 70 and above. And pretty soon we're going to start giving the vaccine to lower to anybody who's younger than 70. So please take the opportunity and get the vaccine. It is it is important. Rita Rodriguez, I was with you in the mobile clinic um, when you were testing with Debbie Salazar. Mm -hmm. And she was really talking to me that it is important to get to the people where they are. How, how do you see this for Salud? Do you think eventually there's going to be the opportunity to take the vaccine in a mobile unit? Um, actually, yes. I think there is a uh, future for that exact um, route. Uh, we have a mobile unit, exactly. And in the future, we might be able to we might be able to get that vaccine to the general public and uh, everybody. And that is extremely important. Why? Because people will trust you more if they, you go where they are. Correct. But remember, it's only one vehicle. So, and the need is thousands of people. We can only see so many in the mobile unit, but people know where the community centers are. So we have about 14 salute clinics in the whole northern Colorado and Denver area. And it's important for people to find out where their community centers are so they can seek the vaccine. Susana Gonzalez, a patient at the Salud Clinic in Longmont, speaks to us about her experience of getting the vaccine and why she is worried about our community, especially the elder, that don't have access to trustworthy information. It's very important to get the vaccine, especially in our community, uh, Hispanic, Latin community, who uh, is getting a lot of the people sick and some people even die of this. Um, the important thing of the vaccine, uh, there are so many um, myths about the vaccine, saying like uh, it's not safe, or can cause this, can cause that, or even talking about this uh, embryo tissue in the vaccine. And that is not true. Um, most of the people who talk about the myth of the vaccine, they don't get the news from a reliable source. It's always I read in Facebook, or a friend or my friend told me, or I got a video in WhatsApp that say the vaccine is bad because this is a lot of misinformation in our community. Um, it's important to really, if we want to learn about the vaccine, learn from your doctor, learn from a, uh, information that is uh, true, that is you can confirm the information. If you read it in Facebook, if you read it in WhatsApp, if a friend of told you, don't believe that. Believe from your doctor. Um, unfortunately, many people get scared and don't take the vaccine, but the scary thing is getting the disease. That is the scary thing, not the vaccine. I didn't have any symptoms the first dose. The second dose, they talk about that maybe um, mild symptoms or like cold, like a 24 hours of cold. I don't have a problem with that. Friends of mine, they have already the vaccine. They got no symptom the first, second doses, uh, they got mild uh, fever with Advil, they were okay. Most of uh, 
or community, Hispanic community, we don't work at home sitting down in the computer. Most of the community are labor work and is the one getting more affected by. Um, I, I can tell you how important is get vaccinated. Uh, we get our children vaccinated, but now we are afraid to vaccinate ourselves. We never question the vaccination for our babies and for our kids. We just take it to the doctor and vaccinate it. And with this vaccination that is even more important and so we all can get better, we question the vaccination and we refuse to put the vaccination in our community. I see over and over that people are nervous about it, anxious about it, or, or thinking, um, reading about not true about lies in this vaccination. To overcome some of these fears, a lack of trust, Boulder County not only offers information in Spanish about access for COVID-19 testing and vaccines on their website, but has made available a cultural broker that is dedicated to vaccine accessibility. Her name is Lisbeth Mendoza. People can get answers to questions and clarification if they have doubts to access the vaccine. And what I'm doing is acting as a, as a um, intercultural mediator, as a cultural broker um, in the distribution and the promotion of the vaccine, the, the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, with the communities that are um, disadvantaged, let's put it that way. Um, so I work with communities such as the um, Latin community, of course, uh, Black community, um, the other minorities, uh, also with black, um, with people with disabilities, trying you know trying to you know get the attention or you know get the vaccine, the promotion, the people uh, with disabilities or people who are geographically difficult to reach. Um, maybe people who um, who have limited English proficiency, of course, um, and you know, any any bar people who have any barrier or have been, um, you know, they are in a situation of disadvantage to have access to those to all this information. Um, well, as well with the LGBTQ community is is another important group. Um, so so yeah, so basically it's just learning what is that the community needs, those, all these communities need, what are their particular needs, and, um, and bring that to the planning of specific strategies to deliver the information and to deliver the vaccine uh, to them. So trying to fulfill those needs that I learned from conversations, uh, of course, from my background um, as a, as a as a physician, but also as a cultural broker in my role um, as a medical interpreter. Um, so yeah, so so basically it's just trying to gather all this information, bring it in to the planning and the opposite. Then everything that we are generating, the plans that we're generating, bring them back to the community so that they can um, spread the word and make sure that the people have uh, timely and precise, accurate information regarding COVID-19 uh, vaccination. It is now critical that the most vulnerable populations obtain information that is true and trustworthy in order to overcome fears and doubts about the vaccine. In today's circumstances, not getting vaccinated 
may lead to further inequities, and it is these populations, including the Latinx, that are already the most affected by the pandemic. For KGNU and the Community Foundation of Boulder County, I am Rosanna Longo. Mm-hmm.